With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sharp Money, VSIN, the sports betting network. We start a new week here as we say hi. I'm Patrick Maher, live from Los Angeles. Of course, we head to Vegas to say hi to the dangerous duo, that being one Dustin Sweetelson, of course, the Prince, Amal Shaw. Boys, we start a new week. How are we feeling today? Amal, we'll start with you, big guy. What's up? I'm feeling pretty good. Just excited. You know, it's amazing. This NFL, the preseason is still like crack. I mean, I sat there and watched an entire Jaguars-Dallas uh, game like it was the AFC or NFC championship game. God bless you. I actually took, I watched a bunch of preseason football over the weekend as well. I just took a bunch of like kind of random off the wall notes and I'll just throw them at you guys coming up here in just a little bit. And we'll kind of try to suss through what we've seen thus far in the preseason. Good to have football back as we say hi to the big guy, Dustin Sweetelson. What's cracking? You know, things were going great today. I was having a great little morning, and then I opted to eat pineapple for lunch. And I don't know if this happens to you guys, but whenever I eat pineapple, it cuts the inside of my mouth, my tongue, uh, my lips, under my tongue, like everywhere, the inside of my cheeks. It's all like chewed up just because I ate pineapple, but I love pineapple, so I guess it's kind of the, the risk I have to take. Well, Godspeed, and <laughs> uh, through I hope it. it turns out for you okay. It feels like a little bit of a flex that you're being healthy. Is that what we're kind of trying to accomplish there with the cut I, pineapple? I'm always being healthy until I decide to not be healthy. I thought he was trying yeah. to say he doesn't actually cut the exterior of the pineapple off. <laughs> just, just, just take a bite out of a yeah, pineapple. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like my boy in college will love used to reach. Like my boy in college that used to reap, reach for an onion no. and just eat it like an apple. Stop. And I, it didn't matter if it was red, if it was sweet, if it was white. He would just eat onions, and it just absolutely obliterated me. Okay, let me set this up. Peter Burns is going to join us coming up in about 28 minutes. SEC Network host does a great job. We'll talk Talk a little SEC football. Johnny Avello, the great DraftKings director of race and sportsbook operations, is going to join us here on Sharp Money to discuss uh, some survivor pools and some really good opportunities to get into over at DraftKings. Ted Wynn is going to join us, the athletic NFL writer. You've seen him on social for a long time. He does a great job. And Aaron Halterman, racing dudes, part of the family here, is going to join us as well. So look forward to that. We continue... I got my text last night. Good job, Amal and Dustin Sweetelson. We got, continue with our four, four-pack for each show until college football starts, and we're trying to theme it out each time. This one, maybe you can guess. We're going Central Michigan, fire up Chippewas. We're going Auburn, Stanford, and Cal. This was your decision, Amal Shaw. What do the four of them have, have in common? Number one overall picks in the draft. There were obviously other teams that have had more recent number one overall picks, but we've already touched upon them, Oklahoma, USC, some of the other programs. But uh, Eric Fisher out of Central Michigan, Jared Goff from California, Stanford with Andrew Luck, and then, of course, Auburn with Cam Newton. So you got to go back almost a little bit of a decade, a decade but I just thought maybe some interesting opportunities. I was hoping we'd get down to Louisiana Tech with uh, Terry Bradshaw, but we didn't have to go that far back. <laughs> I like that one. All right. But unfortunately, and we won't take a ton of time with this, but we have to start here, boys. 
And oftentimes in life, we can be about ourselves. We can be in total denial. Like we don't see our flaws. We don't see our ineptitudes as as others can. And the perfect example of that would be James Harden. James Harden is 33. He's well past his prime. He's an ISO player that no longer can isolate like he used to. He did lead the league last year in assists because his ability to create went down. Although a very talented basketball player, if you missed it two days after it was reported that the 76ers ended trade talks uh, with James Harden and potentially trying to move on from him, uh, Daryl Morey is a liar, was the quote, and I will never be part of an organization that he's a part of. Harden said this during an Adidas media event in China. He said, quote, let me say it again. Daryl Morey is a liar, and I will never be a part of an organization that he's a part of. So this is a quote from Harden over at a camp in China. The NBA is in bed with China. We know it. That's a political conversation we can't get into. But here's what we do know. He is deranged. He is so deluded at this point. So let's go through the timeline them all, and then I'd like to get your take. Okay, so the Clippers are the desired destination, but here's what happened. So he, Harden, requested a trade after he agreed to pick up the 35.6 player option in June. He's pissed because Maury didn't offer him a long-term max deal. Why would Daryl Maury? Now he's trying to force his way out of his third team. Remember, he got fat and went to the strip club in Houston, and then he went to Brooklyn, and he forced his way out of Brooklyn. Now he's in Philly, and he's trying to force his way out of Philly. Why would you sign this dude? When the rumors that Houston wanted to reacquire him with a young team, one of the youngest teams in basketball, it makes no sense logically. The Bulls were rumored, but they're not going to give up DeMar DeRozan or anybody for James Harden. And if you're a contender, why would you ruin ruin the chemistry by bringing the 33-year-old aging Harden onto your team? He is in no man's land, and now he's bringing himself back in the discussion. The only boring part about this is I wish it was March if we had to discuss Harden and not August 14th when football's around the corner, Amal. Uh, You're absolutely right, but I thought your third statement was absolutely the thing that summarizes this whole situation, which is you don't want to disrupt the chemistry on your team presently as it's situated. His talent no longer supersedes the baggage that comes with it, so I don't think you can bring him on. At this point in time, if you're Daryl Morey, you only make a move that's uh, best for the Philadelphia 76ers. You're not going to acquiesce to him. Patrick, to me, at this point in time, this guy is the anti-Kevin Willis and Vince Carter. Those are two guys that hung around into their 40s because they were great teammates and great guys to have on your team. This guy's going to be out of a job in the league in 24-25 the way he continues. You're only going to tolerate talent for so long, but if it's not overwhelming talent, you're not going to put up with it, and that's where James Harden is headed. Yep, won the MVP in 18. Again, as I mentioned, he's trying to force his way, Dustin Sweetelson, off his third team in three years. What's also interesting, why you always have to keep – uh, your enemies close. Uh, Maury, who's done nothing but help this dude out around every corner, is now all of a sudden enemy number one for James Harden because he's not getting what he wants. He is the poster child for delusion. Uh, James Harden could have gotten what he wanted simply by not opting into a contract that paid him more money. Like To me, this is like the big black eye on Adam Silver's reign over the NBA is the way the players have just decided that they can do whatever they want, however they want. Like, the point of the player opted in his contract was not so that he can opt in and request a trade. It was to show that he wanted to stay within that organization, which is why they put it in there to begin with. I just think this is a gross example of what the NBA has become between him, between Damian Lillard, between whoever the next star is who doesn't want to play wherever they're contractually obligated to be. This is the bigger issue for me. We don't have another CBA until 2030, so we're going to have to deal with this version of the NBA where players opt in to grab the money and then say they don't want to be there at the place that gave them all of that money. You know, Patrick, Harden's already made his money. He's had a great career. He's won an MVP, all those things. There's nothing worse at this point in time in your career than not being able to play. And I would go full Al Davis on Marcus Allen here if I'm with whoever is – the team that's going to be controlling James Harden if he doesn't get traded from Philadelphia or if he goes elsewhere and he blows up. To me, you just sit there and say, you know what? You tell the head coach, if he plays a single minute, 
you're going to be you're not going to be out of a job. We're just going to suspend you for contract detrimental to the team. It is so ridiculous in these situations where they're being held hostage by the players. At some point in time, somebody's got to draw a line in the sand. I love what the Blazers have done with Damian Lillard. Look, Miami's not offering us a deal that's best for this uh, franchise going forward. We're not going to make that move. Maybe some point in time they do, but at this point they haven't yet. Yep, well put by the both of you. Quote, Daryl Morey is a liar, and I will never be part of an organization that he's part of. Let me say it again. This is in China. Harden, Daryl Morey is a liar, and I will never be part of an organization that he's a part of. Now, he's there for Adidas to do a camp. Just to give you an idea of the character of the dude, he used the camp in China for Adidas to platform and get his message and hatred for Daryl Morey out there into the zeitgeist. That is if you're the Clippers. And by the way, I've got the odds right now. Is this DK Dustin Sweetelson? Yes, We've sir. got odds for his next team. Good job. DraftKings offering a menu here. I'm sure it'll be limited, but an opportunity to take a stab. If you'd like the Clippers right now, your favorites at minus two eighty. Uh, the 76ers, three and a half to one to hold on. The Knicks are six to one. The Heat, who seem to be in the mix for everybody, are eight to one. Uh, the Lakers are 18 to one. Now, big time favorites for the Clippers, and they're not going to give up any of their big three. I say the big three. I say George. I say Kwai. And didn't you tell me earlier there's no chance they're giving up on Terrence Mann? Yeah, Why that, would they? That was the Here's initial what I would refusal. Say. Okay, that's the initial one. Here's what I would say to the both of you. If they didn't have to give up anything and he still worked in the cap, why would you take him if you're the Clippers? He's just a lost cause. That's a sunk cost at this point as a human being and as a player. Facts. I couldn't agree with you more. I, it, you are so right. I don't understand. Bringing James Harden on your team, all of a sudden you're not like, hey, guys, we just went from the first round. Fans, start making plans for the uh, NBA Finals because we're going to be there. Yeah, it, it's it's just a weird situation. And I started off this little segment about Harden with the idea that, you know, oftentimes we can't see our own faults. We can't see the ineptitude that lies. And, you know, we blind ourselves with our own lies. And I think that's what he's done to this point. Like he still believes he's hardened of 18. He's not, he believes he makes a team better. That is up to question. And if he joins somebody like the Clippers, there's two alphas in front of them, not needed, not necessary. I just don't see it. So, but that's a big time favorite. What do you got? 280 uh, right there as far as DK and the Clippers, as far as where James Harden will play next season. The question is, will he sit? Now, he just said emphatically he's not going to be playing for a team that is run by Daryl Morey. Hello, he's the president of the 76ers. Have fun, Nick Nurse. <laughs> right? <laughs> Why would Nick Nurse have picked this team? Go to a young team. You had any, you had your choice. You got an aging center. That's a wild card himself, although he does play his ass off in Embiid. And then you've just got this dude. You've got this mess. Why would he have picked the 76ers? I don't see it at all. I have no idea. I was still trying to figure out the tie-in that you'd want to go play for Joel Embiid, who's more concerned about campaigning for an MVP than winning a title. Yes, the celebration was bigger than the Nuggets winning a championship, <laughs> that being Embiid winning the MVP. When we return, what's going on in the preseason? Random observations here on Sharp Money. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, 
Take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. Now I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple, and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types, and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's Full Regimen, which contains all five of her best-selling products, including the amazing Youth Activating Melon serum. This next generation serum has the power of melon leaf stem cell technology. It's melon leaf stem cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five-star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty system for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five-piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. All of that available at MeaningfulBeauty.com. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, it's Power Ratings, Picks, Previews, Predictions Pro, as in become a VSIN Pro subscriber and get an all access pass to our betting tools, betting splits, and the 2023 College Football and NFL Betting Guides. Both the College Football Guide and our NFL Betting Guide will have you ready to turn a profit. On the gridiron this year, the only way to get the guides and everything we have to offer is to become a VEASAN Pro subscriber, and you can do exactly that at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. That's VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson, I'm Patrick Maher. Hope you had a nice weekend as we start anew here on Sharp Money, VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. I, I heard you ask for the television to be switched which is a good job by you, Amal, as we are officially back yep. with the English Premier League. Man, you, you had to lay close to about $3.50 to win a dollar yeah. uh, as they host the Wolves. The Wolverhampton uh, Wolves are kind of in a bit of a limbo, a bit of a transition period, hoping not to get relegated. And man, you, uh, they have some expectations this year as they're one of the teams that's now kind of settled with a manager coming back again. So we shall see. I don't know if you bet that. The total was set at three. You had to pay a little juice on the over. I generally will never, unless I'm going under, will touch a three in soccer. Unless I'm, like I said, unless I'm going under. But you did see that set at three. Yeah, no surprise there uh, with Man United being a prohibitive favorite at Old Trafford today. And you know, Wolverhampton the last couple of years though, Patrick has been one of the better under teams from a betting standpoint. It really comes down to when can uh, they get on the score sheet here. Uh, right now, in the 16th minute, uh, scoreless. But if Manchester can uh, Manchester United can get a goal early on, I think this game could open up a bit. Yeah, as you know, Dustin Sweetelson, Wolverhampton scored the second fewest goals in the EPL last year, so not exactly prolific. Your thoughts? Uh, I believe their nickname is the Wolves, which is confusing because it's not Wolverhampton, it's Wolverhampton. So I think it's a little deceptive in the name, but no big deal. Yeah, well played. <laughs> nice to have soccer back over the weekend. I'm, sh I'm sure you were fired up. Also, nice to have preseason football back over the weekend. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to go back and forth. Just observations. You know, I think most of it will have to do with the quarterbacks. So why don't we get started? And I'll start here. I'll take an easy one, boys. Trey Lance. It's not great. It's not great. Uh, he looked indecisive. Now, if you t just take a look at the box from Trey Lance, uh, it looks fine. A 10 of 15, 112, and a touchdown. He had one scoring drive on six possessions, but this is one that I got to see. You see the score. The Raiders beat up on the 49ers 34-7. I just thought he looked indecisive. I, I, he didn't seem like he knew when to stay in the pocket or looked a little fidgety if he was going to take off. Now, I understand it was his second unit as far as the offensive line. That didn't help because he was pressured a lot. But what we're looking for is special. If you're a top five, top two, like he was pick, what you're looking for in Trey Lance is special. And I don't know if the two of you see special. It's Brock Purdy's position to lose. There's no question about it. I think Purdy, once he gets back health-wise, he's going to be the guy. And if you're Trey Lance, really a missed opportunity because even though Brock Purdy played particularly well in the last five games down the stretch, I still thought this was a job that they would have been willing to go with Trey Lance had he been the better quarterback or even comparable because of his physical skill set and his mobility. And right now, it looks like the San Francisco 49ers, this is going to eventually turn into their Darko Milicic. 
<laughs> it's not yet. That's a good. That's a good comp right there. Anything on Trey, big guy? Uh, Tigers, Lions, Panthers, Leopards, Jaguars, Bobcats. He should learn about Wildcats because that's all he's going to be in the NFL. <laughs> well played. Well played. Now, conversely, I think he only ended up with 21 yards, but I thought the poise was there. And in a Saturday loss to the Jets, frankly, I thought Bryce Young, like some people just look like they were meant to play the position. And if you can get past the fact that he looks tiny out there, he certainly looks poised, was making the right decisions. You know, the offensive line for the Panthers, a disaster, 15 pressures allowed in four sacks in the game itself. So that's a bit of a yike situation. There's not a ton to take away from Bryce young, but again, if we're just juxtaposing what you saw with Trey Lance, who's in year three of that offense and Bryce young, who just got there yesterday, he looks like he looks like the poised player fellas. You're correct on that, Patrick, but I would counter with this. Trey Lance can at least survive a hit or 12th. I'm going to tell you right now, this dude is going to be NFL, not for long. He just physically, to me, does not look like he'll be able to sustain the type of hits you take over 17 weeks in the National Football League. I think if he was 6'4", 220 pounds, you would rarely say this about any player, he would be a Hall of Famer, in my opinion. He is that good in terms of talent, accuracy, and everything else you need at the quarterback position. I just don't think he's going to be able to withstand the hits. I think he's going to collapse in certain situations where other quarterbacks might be able to wiggle out of a play. Um, I I really am concerned long-term what his health viability is going to be for Carolina. Yeah, the size didn't bother you as much in college. It's pretty glaring, big guy yeah. in the pros. No, I mean, it's very noticeable as soon as he runs on the field and it looks like there's a high schooler out there <laughs> with a bunch of grown men. But I think this was a good thing to happen in his first game, right, to, to experience that, to see how much different the game speed is because this is the first time he stepped on a football field, similar to C.J. Stroud. We talked about it last week. First time on a football field where he doesn't have superior talent all the way around him, where he's able to just make plays happen. I think this was good for his first experience. I like the way he kept bouncing back and coming back out there. And I think it can only get better. The The problem with the preseason, this is kind of my biggest like overreaching statement is like, I'd neither want to take too much or too little away from it at the same time. Do you know what I mean? I want to like manage the expectations of when someone does really well and when someone does really poorly. So I don't want to think that this Carolina offense is going to look really bad with a small Bryce Young back there. I also don't think that the Packers offense is going to look as dynamic as it did with Jordan Love on Friday night. Okay, I'll give one more, then I'll let you guys jump in. The last one I have is Kyle Trask, who was blatantly inferior than Baker Mayfield. Now, they both played behind the same line. Trask in an interception and three sacks. Mayfield, eight of nine in a touchdown drive behind that line. So, again, we talked about it a little bit going into the weekend. Uh, There hasn't been a decision made down in Tampa as far as who's the starter. If we're going off preseason game one, uh, Mayfield miles ahead of Trask. Yeah, I would agree with you there. Sacked three times in that game, throws for 99 yards on six for 10 uh, in terms of attempts. But Baker Mayfield's got a lot more experience, better quarterback at this stage of the game. And let's be real here. You mentioned it the other day, Patrick, about Kyle Trask. You just don't think he's going to be the guy, and I agree with you. Minus a great second-half performance in the SEC championship game against Alabama, hasn't he been kind of a bit pedestrian? He had Kadarius Toney and Kyle Pitts. Other than that, I never thought he was an overwhelming quarterback. Yeah, I agree. Anything on Trask Mayfield down in Tampa, big guy? Oh, uh, look, Trask has, like, the body of everything. Like, when you look at him in shorts, you're like, oh, yeah, that's an NFL quarterback. But there's a reason he wasn't a starting quarterback in the in college for a while. I think he only started the one year, right? Yeah. So there's a reason for that. Not to say, like, Mayfield is great, but, like, Mayfield is certainly an NFL starting caliber quarterback. He may be in the bottom tier, but he's absolutely in that mix. This team's atrocious. I don't want to watch them at all this year. Like, they're just, there's no vibe. There's no fun. There's nothing about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this season where I'm going to be like, you know what? Got to make sure they're on one of my screens right now. Exciting head coach, though. At least that they've got that going for them. I, so I can make um, I can any, make a definitive statement here. Unless something controversial happens to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, we will not play a single soundbite from a Todd Bowles press conference until next season. Challenge accepted. Now we're going to play one each week just to see. Just to see. Uh, Amal, you're up. Anything as far as random observations, 
kind of a full weekend. The games were spaced out well. You could watch a bunch of them. What'd you see? I, you know, the Bears offense looks like it'll be better just simply based on getting playmakers around the perimeter. I, I saw the stats of Justin Fields and I went back and watched the highlights and I was like, okay, I could have made yeah. those through two throws and one of them wasn't even a good throw to Moore. He actually had to reach back to make the catch and turns it into about a 60-yard touchdown. Uh, but I think the Bears, with his mobility, they'll be a dangerous team to pay attention to. And I know uh, Bryce Young, it's been interesting in terms of some of the reviews. I saw somewhere it said it didn't do particularly well, I saw his six throws. It was fine. It was nothing great. It was nothing poor. And it was kind of my feeling on C.J. Stroud as well. Not particularly good, but not like the end of the world. And I saw we saw the same reaction with Victor Webman-Yama in his first game. And then all of a sudden, everyone's like, yeah, yeah, in the second game, we knew he was going to be this guy. So I think you can't take much away from it. There's just a certain amount of preseason that you look at and you take it and say, hey, look, it is the preseason at the end of the day. Let's find out what happens when we go to live fire. Yeah, Fields, three passes, 129 <laughs> yards and two scores because of the yak with Herbert and Moore. DJ Moore is going to do wonders, uh, Dustin Sweetelson. Pick up with Fields, and then you give us a random observation there for Fields. I mean, but that, like, I just said I don't want to take too much out of the preseason, but at the same time, when you're looking for someone to take a step and it's that efficient and that smooth and that effortless – that is what you want to see at this point from a Justin Fields entering, what is it, year number three in the NFL? Yeah. Like, that's what I want. I want it to look easy, pull him out of the game and go, all right, stay healthy until we start now. Like, that's the mindset. Guys, if they can throw the ball and make some plays, some bubble screens, other things, and he can make some throws, you thought he was a good runner last year, seventh of the league in uh, rushing yardage. He's not going to be that high in terms of total, but, boy, is he going to be dangerous on third and seven, and the play breaks down, and he goes for 35 yards. Okay, plenty more to do. I've got more observations on the Saints. I've got Dorian Thompson Brady to discuss. Yes, we call him Brady. <laughs> Anthony Richardson, Will Levis, Wolf. Plenty to come on the NFL, but next we'll transition. Go SEC, little college football. Peter Burns, SEC Network, next. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN. The Sports Betting Network. Okay, throughout the NFL season and preseason, the VSIN experts are busy evaluating every team to give you the betting edge. Our updated NFL betting guide is due out later this month and will help you get ahead of the upcoming NFL season. Picks for from every on-air host, team-specific preseason analysis, how to use vetting VEASAN betting splits and football betting contest strategies. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. It's as low as $19. Reserve your copy of the guide or take advantage of our football season special and get access to everything we do through the Super Bowl for only $199. Sign up today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Okay, we're back here on a Monday Sharp Money. We're going to welcome in Peter Burns, SEC Network, SEC Now host, does a great job, not just uh, ESPN Radio, but you can hear him on SEC This Morning on SiriusXM Channel 374 at Peter Burns, ESPN. We say hi to Peter. Hi, Peter. How are you? What's up, boys? It's funny. You were just doing that NFL read, and I started thinking about it going, all right, how many legit teams can win a Super Bowl this year? And I think you could say probably 8 to 10 in what, a 30-32-team uh, league? If I ask that question, because I overheard you guys during the commercial <laughs> break, um, and thank you for not cursing my name in the commercial break. I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> how many of those teams do you think, How many? what's that number look like when you look at college football? Uh, Peter, I'm going with three, but real quick, i got to interject something. I object to your statement that we would have been cursing you because I'm a huge fan of yours, Bradley, and Fishback during college hoops. No, they're the best. They carry me every weekend. I mean, you know, Pat Bradley, the shooter, to have the Boston accent on an SEC channel is great. Fishbacks, all got the information. Like, oh, it's a blast, man. We have, we, no, I, I, I joke around. We have a blast. In fact, today is the nine-year anniversary. Uh, we launched the SEC Network uh, this day back in 2014. So it's a big day for us over here at the studio. Well, why don't we, Amal, why don't you discuss what Peter overheard us talking, then I'll get to Auburn, but go ahead and throw out your hypothetical here. Yeah, Peter, so I think there's three teams that can win the national championship this year. One is Georgia. The schedule helps them so well. I thought if they had to play a monster non-conference early in the season, it could have hurt them. Uh, but I think Carson Beck will get better. The offensive line is going to be tremendous. The receivers are great. And then def- the defense will eventually get to where I think this first time where Kirby's offense will be better than his defense. And then I think Michigan's got the best team that they've had since 97. 
And I think Ohio State, if the quarterback plays solid, I think they've got a chance. I think in the second year, Jim Knowles' defense will be better. So those are the teams for me. A lot of question marks in Tuscaloosa at the quarterback position. I'm going to tell you right now, I get Daniels had a great year last year for LSU, but I saw a lot of this kid in Tempe. And I'm going to tell you right now, my eyes are still burning from what I saw. <laughs> Trust me. I mean, uh, my eyes are, or my liver still burning from the amount of alcohol I drank after LSU beat Alabama last year. So I, I, I know the feeling. Um, I, I'll tell you this. You can take those three teams, and I think you'd probably be a, a, a what? What do we figure? What would be the line of that if you took those three teams versus the field minus 140, minus 150? I would, right? I would go a little bit higher because I think you're going to have uh, one of those two or potentially both Big Ten teams. And I think if you're a Georgia fan and you travel, you should look at which college football playoff game you're going to be attending. You might as well make reservations now. Well, that's, that's how it is now. I mean, like Georgia fans now, it's like pass or fail. Did you win a championship or did you not? I'm going to take the fielder for no other reason. You don't include Alabama in there, who I think is reloaded. You don't include LSU, who I still don't think has the depth uh, that an Alabama or Georgia has, but they've got a, they can have a flyer, and I think there's a lot of talent. Also, how about USC and Caleb Williams and what Lincoln Riley's out there? So, and then I get the rest of the field. You know, I mean, we look at Michigan wasn't even ranked last year or you know two years ago when they made the playoff. TCU wasn't even ranked in the AP top poll, top twenty-five poll, and they made the playoff. Now, mind you, they got blown out by one hundred and seventy-five points against Georgia, but. I still end up taking the field when it comes to those three teams versus everybody else. Baton Rouge native. That's why he was drinking after LSU. (laughs) And Brian Kelly (laughs) beat up on Alabama. Peter Burns joins us here on Sharp Money. How about Hugh Freeze on the Plains at Auburn? The program kind of bottomed out with Harson. Here comes Freeze. Freeze is weird, but he can coach. Eight wins or more, all four seasons at Liberty, Peter. The regular season win total set at six and a half. Let's just start with expectations with Freeze down at Auburn. Well, well, I don't know if anybody has won the offseason, maybe more so than I would say Deion Sanders with, you know, all the move of them going to the Big 12 and just kind of the pomp and circumstance around Deion, more so than Hugh has down in the Plains at Auburn, right? I mean, this was a team that, frankly, there hasn't been good vibes around this program for even a decade, right? And I go past even Harson, but even when um, Gus Malzahn was there, it was such a roller coaster ride whether or not he was going to be back each and every year that ultimately, you know, it, it fell apart. And so he's won it, if for no other reason, all of, the, all of the Auburn fan base has kind of coalesced around them and they're all headed in the right direction. That's the monster win. Now, as far as how many wins are going to have, if I had to take a side of it, I'd probably go under. He's already in the, the hardest division in all of college football, and that's the SEC West. And they had to add 40 players, okay? They had to add 40 different players into that roster. I just don't think that you can have that big of an overhaul in year one and be successful. I think they could be a potential college football playoff team in a 12-team playoff in his second year, I just don't think you can flip the roster that quickly, especially if you don't have a proven commodity, a quarterback. Yeah, six and a half, the win total this year on Auburn, guys, and uh, Peter going under on that one. Let's stay in the SEC West. I'm a big fan of the job that you look at um, in Arkansas in terms of the job we've seen that's been done there. Give me, I'm drawing a blank on the former Georgia defensive coach who's the head coach there. Pittman. Sam, Pittman, Sam Pittman. Oh, and he's a character too, man. Like, and, and Sam is one of the guys, like if you had to have the, who would be the odds on favor that you'd want to drink beer and go a barbecue with in college football, like he'd be like minus 750. Like he's easily number one. Well, hold on, Peter. I, I appreciate that number, but if we throw Ed O in there, what does that line change to? Yeah, yeah, but he's not coaching. But if you I know. did, um, I would say, I mean, you're still taking Pittman. Wow. Because at least with Pittman, you know at some point, you're not going to get into some type of rumble. Like, I feel like Sam Pittman is more like, let's go out, boys. Let's have some fun. We'll barbecue, right? Take, like, we'll take pictures on the, on the boat. Like, it'll be a great time. With Ogeron, you have no idea what to expect. Like, so to me, I'm still, and even and Ogeron's my guy. I'm still rolling with Sam Pittman there. Let's stick with Ed Osh's uh, for, uh, former program. Why is it working with Kelly? <laughs> Last year was kind of a free year, Peter, for Brian Kelly. It felt like a disjointed kind of fit when he went down there. It's very much not. He's going to win there. Why? 
Because he's a CEO mentality, and I think that's what LSU – LSU's always had talent, guys. I mean, we saw that when Nick Saban brought them to um, you know, the promised land in 03. We knew that there was a lot of talent. He just got it out of them. And then LSU won a national championship with Les Miles, and they won one with O. And, but it was so roller coaster. I think for, for you look at Brian Kelly, and every time that I talk to him and every time I interview him or spend some time with him, he reminds me of when I talk to guys that are CEOs of, of corporations, where he's, he's measured, there's a rhyme to a reason, he knows how to work a room, and he's just a very professional vibe. So I, I vividly remember the day that he was hired over at LSU. I had three or four people in our industry, especially in the SEC world, and two other coaches that said, damn. And I was like, well, wait a minute, what does that mean? And they go, because now LSU in a weird way almost has like a, a real super big grown-up that's going to corral this incredible talent and get them going in the right direction. We already saw that in, in year one. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point you make there, and I also don't think he's going to take any timeouts after a punt like previous coaches at LSU may have. Um, but anyway, that was a less Miles reference for people that were unaware. It was fun, though. I will tell you this. Between the eating grass and, and Ogeron and the voice, I mean, I would not trade the last decade of chaos between Miles and Ogeron for anything. Now, I'm glad it's over but I still would do it all again in a heartbeat. SEC West, is it going to be Alabama that goes to Atlanta to play Georgia, or is it LSU for you, or is it someone else? I think it's LSU. I think LSU, and the difference is for me, not only do you have Jaden Daniels, which I know you weren't sold on when he was in Tempe, but I think that's changed yeah. because he's got a lot more talent around him. But I like the coordinator's position, right? I like the fact that you bring in Dembrock, you've got Matt House coming back. It's not only Alabama that doesn't have quarterback issues, and they're trying to figure that out, but they're also bringing in two brand-new coordinators. And I know that's not a huge change traditionally in Tuscaloosa because you kind of, quote-unquote, learn the Saban playbook. Um, that's still a big change. So, to me, it's LSU 1 in the West. It ends up being Bama slightly behind them. And I'm really intrigued with Texas A&M. I don't think they can win the West this year, but I do think they're being slept on because they've become such a kind of national kind of joke over the last couple of years um, and a kind of a meme of, of underperforming that I think that they'll overperform what at least Vegas thinks they'll do this year. DraftKings says LSU nine and a half. My assumption, Peter, you're going over regular season wins nine and a half. They'll get to 10 there. Yeah, I mean, it, to me, it's all the FSU game, right? It's going to be a top ten matchup right off the bat. I think LSU is going to exact a little a, a revenge around the, the Seminoles this year. So, yeah, I, I do like. I, I think that they're a ten and two, if not eleven and one squad this year. Great conversation, Peter Burns. Good job, man. Uh, we love listening to you on SiriusXM Channel 374, also ESPN Radio, and watching you on the SEC Network, SEC Now. Thanks, Peter. Appreciate it. Thanks, boys. See y'all. Thank you. Now, now we can trash talk. He's gone. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> At Peter Burns ESPN on Twitter, if you'd like to give him a follow. Good personality, good booking. When we return, one of the four. We'll start with Auburn next. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Now I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple, and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types, and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's Full Regimen, which contains all five of her best-selling products, including the amazing Youth Activating Melon. Serum. This next generation serum has the power of melon leaf stem cell technology. It's melon leaf stem cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five-star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty system for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five-piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. All of that available at MeaningfulBeauty.com.
Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's football season. Betters know this is when the money's made. Nobody knows football like VSIN, and now's the time to become a VSIN subscriber and get our comprehensive college and NFL guides. Only VSIN subscribers get all the tools to prep for the college and pro football seasons. Our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats, power ratings, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. You can sign up for $199. Now remember, $199 gets you through the Super Bowl, gets you everything. Also, you can join to see if you like it for a month for as low as 19 bucks. vcin.com slash subscribe. That's vcin.com slash subscribe. We're going to get to Auburn. We've got Johnny Avello joining us from the mothership and DraftKings. Can't wait to talk to Johnny, a legend in the game. Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson, I'm Patrick Maher. Why don't we, we often don't talk about the unsung heroes here at VEASAN. I heard Liz in my ear producing. Everybody downstairs doing a great job. But Dustin, you were saying during the break, we've got the best commercials in the sports betting game. James, Q, others, we should give a, we should give a shout out here. Yeah, I'm not sure who else is on that team. But like I normally, when I watch the network, I'm usually watching in playback mode. So I kind of go to the part that I need and I watch and had some of the commercials on. I don't know if these are new commercials, but like really blown away by how good they look. Like they're they're <laughs> tremendous. I think I would well, pay for can... a subscription if I didn't work here. Well, you should get YouTube TV and we're oh. prominently right there on the guide. That's YouTube happening. TV with Vsin. You should definitely get it. I love it. Now, we've got four teams we're taking a look at today with former first round draft picks. Central Michigan Auburn, Stanford, and Cal. Let's go to Auburn, since we were just talking to Peter about this and all. Five and seven last year, missed out on a bowl. I think that's the first time they missed a bowl since 2012. Here comes Hugh Freeze, who, remember, years at Ole Miss, he beat Bama twice in big spots. Uh, I talked about it a little bit earlier, eight wins or more in all four seasons at Liberty. Auburn comes into the year, regular season win total over at DraftKings, six and a half. The under, you got to pay big time juice, so it's headed to six at minus 140. They're 35 to one in the SEC West. Uh, they've got seven transfers that could start on offense. That just gives you an idea. I'll set you up there, but there's a lot of turnover. The two coaches I want to focus on, Hugh Freeze and also Philip Montgomery. He's the old Tulsa coach who knows offense. These two know offense. Uh, they're going to play fast. It's going to be exciting offensively on the Plains. Hey, you're absolutely right about that. Peyton Thorne, if that name sounds familiar, comes in from Michigan State. Looks like he will potentially be the starting quarterback there. Uh, this is a team that it's going to be interesting. Robbie Ashford is the backup. I like Ashford's mobility and what he can give you in certain situations, Patrick. But he's a guy in terms of uh, Thorne to pay attention to. I think simply because of his accuracy, he'll probably get the nod there. Uh, then you go to the wide receiver. You bring in Jair Shorter from North Texas. And then, of course, this is a team that's going to need some consistency that you lose Tank Bigsby in that backfield. They bring in another player, Shane Hooks, from Jackson State in Ohio. Um, not necessarily household names for people. But the one thing we've seen with Hugh Freeze throughout his career, whether at Lambooth, whether at Arkansas first season, Ole Miss, Liberty, he's had one losing season in his entire collegiate career. He was 5-7 and seven in his last year at Ole Miss. But I think things can get turned around very, very quickly. You mentioned Montgomery. Did a nice job at Tulsa. People would sit there and say, well, what did he win? The reality of it is Tulsa's a tough place to recruit 
two because you got guys going to the Big 12. you got some other schools that Texas guys spread out to. So a little bit of a challenge there. But we know one thing. Hugh Freeze can recruit, and he can bring guys in, and they're going to have an exciting offense, and they're going to be challenging. We saw what they were able to do at Liberty. I think that only continues. And I'll tell you what, you can make the argument for certain leagues, the Big Ten East, whatever other division you want to make the argument for. The SEC West has Alabama, LSU, You've got Jimbo down in uh, College Station, and now you bring in Hugh Freeze along with Sam Pittman at Arkansas. Man, this is a competitive league. Patrick, I tend to agree with Peter and you in terms of the 6.5. Might seem a little bit optimistic for this team, but I think long-term, this is a great hire for this team, and they are going to challenge Alabama in about a year or two. We can delve into the schedule. Let's bring the three of us up here. Let's talk about the offense. You mentioned Robbie Ashford, who started nine games for him last year there at Auburn. Peyton Thorne, who... He's fine. I mean, he's good. He throws a good deep ball. Yeah. He can run a little bit. He's just fine. I watched him plenty at Michigan state. He's good. He's got a very good arm. He can throw a good deep ball uh, coming out of spring. It does appear that Ashford had the edge, but my assumption is all along they wanted Thorne to start. So that's a little dicey Johnson and Moore, two very good wide receivers return. They got three from the portal. Uh, Jarquez Hunter is a good running back. The problem on offense is a complete overhaul of the offensive front. But again, you mentioned Montgomery and Freeze. That offense is going to be very, very good. Ron Roberts comes over, big guy to run the defense. He ran Aranda's defense over at Baylor the last two years. Up front, they got a big-time transfer in Justin Rogers from Kentucky, who's a stud, will anchor that defense. Cam Riley, a very good linebacker. The secondary is their strength. They essentially return everybody. So Auburn set up okay, you know, again, six and a half regular season win total. Can they get to seven? We'll pour through the schedule, but your overall take here, Dustin. Well, Ron Roberts is a guy I know very well because he coached at Division Two Delta State back in the early 2000s, and he had a bunch of dominant defenses in the Gulf South Conference, led by All-American linebacker Michael Eubanks. This guy is a psycho. His eyes are always bulging out of his face. He's the classic defensive coordinator, going to fit in great here on a Hugh Free staff that – is fascinating to watch because I don't care who the players are. I firmly believe Hugh Freeze is capable of taking any Division I FBS caliber players on the offensive side of the ball and getting the most out of them. He got the most out of Ball, ball Wallace. He got the most out of Malik Willis, who people are wondering if he's going to stick around in the NFL. Like, think about that. He is an offensive genius. He has tons of guys coming in who are going to lift up the talent level that he walked into at Auburn. I think they're an interesting team to watch in year one because I just believe that the way he he speaks and coaches and teaches that they're immediately going to hit the ground running offensively. Big massage guy. Um, Among other here's things. Here's the thing about Hugh Freeze and Auburn. Uh, there is... It's impossible to start better than three and three. So let's go through it. They open up at UMass should be a win. They go to Cal. You hope it's a win. If you're Auburn, then Sanford is a win. So let's just say they start three and oh, mm-hmm. they then will proceed to lose three in a row. A&M, Georgia and LSU. You okay, sure, you're sure they're losing to A&M? What's that? Are you sure they're losing to A&M? They they're, they're going, they're going to college station. I, I just, they're, going to, they're going to A&M. I just want to interject one thing on the Georgia game, but you're right. Maybe not. I think they're going to beat A&M, but I'm not saying they're going to beat Georgia, but I think it'll be a game where you look at taking the points because they'll get a large number. It's a huge rivalry game. That's the only thing I'll, I'll say in reference to that. They might cover the spread. They're not going to win the game. It's just once they get, once they get the conference play, it's just so brutal. A&M, Georgia, LSU, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, crossover with the East, they get Vandy, which ain't bad, but then Arkansas, and then they close out New Mexico State, and Alabama. Good luck with that. And yeah, they get it's to just come such up for a brutal air. run. They come up for air, then they have Arkansas. They come up for air again, they finish with Alabama. Guys, it's brutal. Guys, this under six and a half is a good bet. The number should have been six. How do they ever get to seven wins to beat you on this prop? Real quickly, Alabama. You mentioned Georgia, LSU, and AM losses. I think they lose at Jordan Hare to Ole Miss. Um, I think they lose in Fayetteville. That's five losses right there. Is that as brutal of a four-in-a-row stretch as there's going to be in college football this year? At A&M versus number one Georgia, at LSU, then versus Ole Miss? Well, they do have a bye before the LSU game. Okay, okay. 
I mean, it doesn't get. I mean, Mississippi State, Vandy's a little bit of a respite, and then you go Arkansas, New Mexico State, okay, but then you close Alabama. Yeah, it's just brutal. It's brutal. It, it's it's a, it's an insane league. The division is wild, uh, but I think he's going to do well there. Six and a half. I mentioned it's trending to six because if you want to bet the under six and a half over at DraftKings, you got to lay a dollar forty to win a dollar. Um, six wins in a bowl appearance would be a good year in year one. I'm sorry. It's just a bunch of transfers, specifically seven potentially playing and starting on offense. Um, this is because of the portal. The roster should be improved them all, but they're not quite there. No, you mentioned the other thing that concerns me when you look at this defensive line, Justin Rogers comes in a transfer there along the defensive front. He comes in from Kentucky, which is not bad, an SEC player there. But, you know, Jalen McLeod comes in as well, a transfer. But from App State, we're used to, when you think of Auburn, those hogs that they got up front on that defensive front four, they just have been lacking those type of tackles that they've had in the past that have really been run stoppers and run stuffers that make a huge difference. We saw Penn State last year just absolutely just destroy this team fairly comfortably. I, I don't, guys, five and seven seems like the number to me. If things break well, whether it's against Ole Miss or Mississippi State, they get to six wins. But I'm telling you, Alabama, Arkansas, Georgia, LSU, and AM, those are five losses right there. Under. Big guy, what are you? What are you at right Al- now as far as Auburn, Alabama, Arkansas? Do you sure miss your ma and pa? It's a song. Uh, I actually lean over. I think they're going to figure things out towards the end of the year, and they're going to be a really dynamic offense. You think they're going and you seven got and five. winning? You got them winning over. at A and M, correct? Have them winning at A and M. Have them beating Ole Miss. You didn't. You didn't listen to Peter Sideburns when he said A and M could potentially win the SEC West. Sure, Jimbo Fisher seems like a stable person. He's got a natty. A lot of guys don't. Jameis won the natty. Would you like to sing the song on the way out before uh, Johnny Avello? Alabama, Arkansas, I sure miss my mom, and pa, but something, something about you. <laughs> Sharp money. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 